welcome to the Finding Joy podcast. A happy New Year if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. New Year's Eve. We are shining a spotlight on the joy that exists in the lives of people all around us. I'm Jerry Williams, along with Rob Langer and Benji Shepard. And on this episode, we're going to be bringing in someone that we had earlier this year, Rick Davison. He is our general manager at the Joy FM, and we just love the conversation that we had with him as the pandemic was beginning. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I felt a lot better about life in general at the end of that conversation. So I just thought that as we're coming up on the end of this year, that is, well, it's been like 10 years really, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, that Rick can, uh, sort of give us some perspective on things. Absolutely. You know, he has been, I think our, uh, I think you guys would agree our spiritual leader here at the joy FM. I mean, this man just pours into each of our lives and, you know, to have to be able to sit down with him and share this conversation with you, we we hope and pray that this will enrich your life as well to give you perspective on on how to look for hope in the upcoming year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I th- and I th- I think that really sums up what we're going to hear. Let's let's go ahead and get to that discussion. You can't even call it an interview. It's just really uh, we sat down and we talked with Rick about what was on his heart and our hearts as we look back at twenty twenty and a little bit ahead to 2021 and beyond. Well, we kind of thought it would be appropriate since back very near the beginning of the pandemic, we had Rick Davison, our general manager, in to kind of help us gain some perspective. Now that we're wrapping up the year, to have him back in and see how that perspective played out. Maybe what we learned, what we experienced – what we've seen and maybe the next time, hopefully there won't be next time, but if there is a next time, how we might be even better prepared for a situation that has so drastically impacted so many people's lives in mm-hmm. so many different ways. So welcome, Rick. Hey, glad to be back. We, we did tell him he was supposed to be in here, right? I saw him scribbling notes. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> it says, my name is Rick Davison and I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Nailed it. All yes. right. <laughs> oh, you know, at, at the beginning of this uh, pandemic, it was, I, I recall the conversation that we had. I, I, I was dealing with a lot of fear uh, at, at the time. I remember you, you saying know, that. I, yeah. I just, you know, just from a completely transparent place, I, I you know, none of us knew what this was going to look like and, and how it was going to play out. And, it's not as if it really was any less uh, of a deal or more of a deal than I expected, you know, but it's been pretty devastating in our country when you consider how many lives have been lost I know. this year. Yeah. Well, and, and, and of course, that is the primary concern, but just the overreaching impact that it has had and the way we've seen certain uh, different areas of the country deal with it in dramatically different ways, and the impact that has had beyond health, yeah. the, the impact it's had on people's ability to earn a living. Yes. As so many businesses have had to shutter their doors or severely restrict what they're able to do. There are far-reaching things. that, that Even after this, if we get a vaccine and, and COVID is erased and it just becomes a, 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 a bad memory, there will still be effects that we're feeling economically from this for quite some time, I think. Sure, sure. Well, Rick, what? how are you feeling 
heading into 2021 um, as we are, we have a vaccine now and there's hope, but as we all know, there is hope beyond just the, uh, the, the facts of what we have available on this earth of, uh, for resources. Tell us your perspective on how this year has been for you and heading into 2021, how, how you're dealing with it from a, a heart level. I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but it's been an enriching year for me. Hmm. I understand more than I did. I, I think that for so many of us, we've come back to the basics. Mm-hmm. I think those of us who live in families – where there are multiple family members in the same house, probably have weathered this better than those of us who live alone in the cities. I, I can see that certainly in, in my family. I can see the effects being more deep or deeper with my daughter who lives in Midtown mm. and has had to work from home for all these months, probably will continue to do so through the first half of next year, as opposed to my son and his wife and his children who live in the, in the burbs. I can see the difference in the impact that it's had. It, it's been, I think it's been more stark in some areas, as Jerry was talking about. It's yeah. been different in, in places. I think that it has been sobering in the fact that we have watched the power of government say that it's okay for adult entertainment to be open, but you shouldn't go to church. Mm, right. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think that that has been enlightening. I mean, that didn't just happen. That's no. not just a coincidence. But uh, that is that is part of – that's very revealing to me. And so I understand things in, in a way that I didn't understand them before. You know, Jesus talked about the fact that he said, blessed are the poor, the very beginning of the Beatitudes. And, and what he was talking about is that poor people understand priorities, I think, better than wealthy people do. And that's not to throw wealthy people under the bus because – to be honest with you, all of us in this room are wealthy compared to the rest of the world. Right. And when I'm talking about poor, I'm not just talking about poor in America because poor in America is pretty well-to-do compared to third-world mm. countries, okay? Right. And that's not to say that there aren't people who really deeply struggle with poverty in our own country. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to make a sort of a 30,000-foot view yeah. of what poverty and wealth is, and I think sometimes we, we miss that. But people who are poor, truly poor, understand what's really important in life in their relationships and having something to eat and and shelter over their head. And they can be thankful for things that maybe those of us who are used to having PlayStations and iPhones and all these other kinds of things that we, we that are really pinpricks to a poor person but are kind of like devastating to to the rest of us. I'm just tired of, uh, someone told me one day, I'm just tired of binging television. Well, you know, there's a whole world out there. You know. This, I'm going to be glad when this is over with it, you know, and I've caught myself saying, you yeah, know, yeah. I'll be glad when it's over with. I just want to go to lunch somewhere, you know, right. and get out of the building for a little bit without realizing how blessed I really am. Mm-hmm. 
the Apostle Paul said that all things work together for our good, for our profit. I think that we sometimes misunderstand, as uh, Tim Keller says, that it's all things work together, not everything. There's a difference between all things and everything. Yeah. All things come together and work for our profit, but not every one of those things within that all things really works for our profit. Some of them are devastating. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to say, don't worry about those little things that are, or don't worry about those things that happen that just almost killed you. They're going to work for your good. I think sometimes we comfort each other with, well, you know, everything's going to work for yeah. your good. Well, not everything does. Some things just almost suck you dry, take everything out of you. But all together, they work for our good. We, we gain insight, and, and they serve a purpose in life. It would be a truly cruel God and creator who put us here and causes us to suffer if there is no purpose in the suffering. What, what differentiates God from some uncaring dictator? is that there is a purpose, and because there is a purpose, those things come together to give us insight and understanding and values and reshapes our priorities. I've, I've been amused at, I grew up in the country, so I'm used to having a garden in the backyard. And it's been interesting to watch how many people now have gardens yes. in their backyard. Yes. There was a, a shortage of mason jars because yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a while, you could not get King Arthur flour yeah. anywhere. <laughs> right. Uh, people are making you know, bread. Yeah. Because people were making bread <laughs> yeah. at home again. And so, you know, we were kind of coming back together. Kids are playing outside in the yard again. They've gotten bored with certain things. We don't. I, I think that we can profit from this if we will, if if we will uh, allow ourselves to. I may have told this story before, but Roger Breland, you remember Truth from oh, you yeah, know thirty yeah, years yeah, ago? Yeah. You know Truth. You, I mean, they were around for ago than that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of artists came through that. that yeah, a lot that of the artists for him, and I don't know who all came through Truth at one time. And for those of you who never don't remember Truth, that's okay. You're just not old enough, but. <laughs> I remember Roger Breland being at this station and telling this story years ago, and he he was going through a period of time where everything was irritating him. There were struggles every way he turned, and and he was just getting he just got to the point of where he could not. He said he could not speak without yelling, and he was talking to a friend of his, and he said, "This has gone wrong, and that's gone wrong." And he said, his friend said, "Roger, do you know what you get when you squeeze a lemon?" And Roger said that was the dumbest thing he could have said to me, <laughs> and I just kept yelling, "I this and that and the other and all." He finally he said he kept asking him, "Roger, what do you get when you squeeze a lemon?" And he said, "I just came to the conclusion he wasn't going to listen to anything I say or have empathy for me and my pain until I answered it." And I said, "I don't know. I guess you get lemon juice. What?" And the guy said, "You get what's ever on the inside of the lemon." And when we get squeezed mm. like we have been in the last six to nine months, what we find is is that it's a real revelation because what's on the inside comes out. And 
I can tell you in the last 10 years of my life, I've had these squeezing times of where what's on the inside of me has come out and it's not been good. Mm -hmm. I remember the words of David when he said, search me, O God, Mm -hmm. and try my heart. And, And we don't pray for those things anymore. And that's what times like this bring out. And we profit by what we learn. We may be sickened and hurt and in despair over what we see coming out of us. But we, it, it has certainly changed my priority in that I, I don't want to be that way anymore. Quoting Tim Keller again, Tim Keller made, uh, wrote a, a small booklet about ego and and pride and about making peace with yourself. And he asked the question of how deep can you go in Scripture if you've got these kinds of things in your heart? Mm. And so as God squeezes us, as we are put into challenges in our lives, which we don't pray for anymore, like like they did in the Old Testament, yeah. you know, then then we don't have the opportunity to learn those things. And uh, God already knew what was in David's heart. And after reading what happened in David's life after he prayed that prayer, I'm not sure I really deeply mean it when I ask God (laughs) to try me and test me and see if there be any wicked way in me because it really came out in David's life. But look how much he profited Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. it. So when you look at what all has happened this year, there have been hurts. There have been so many other things, but I promise you it is not without a purpose. Right. You know, the the scripture you just mentioned, that just leapt out of my Bible when we were going through another of the many trials that 2020 has presented uh, us in America um, with the racial unrest that yeah. came through. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people had a time of reckoning. If you wanted to at least, I guess, open your heart to what could be in there and what needs to be cleaned up and gotten rid of that, um, for, I mean, here we are four white men that, that don't know what it's like to have, uh, you know, another person's skin on our bodies that's darker than ours and to feel what other people were feeling in that time that was um that to me that was in addition to this pandemic was a, a big eye opener for yeah. me this year um, that was a that was a totally new layer i i listened to tim scott the senator republican senator from south carolina who is black and tim scott was talking about the fact that his brother was stopped by south carolina highway patrolman and was asked the question or it came out somehow or other in the conversation, well, what is a black guy like you driving a Volvo? Why are you driving a Volvo? Uh, I, I don't think, I think you're right. We, we have no concept. I, I, I was very touched, and I'm not making a political statement. I really don't want to make a political statement. But the mayor of Atlanta, as a mother, mm-hmm. talking about calling her son, and saying, I want you home. I know I can't explain it to you. I know it's not fair, but I want you home now. 
you've got to be home now. Tim Scott talked about the conversations that he had to have with his son about how he got along and how he was perceived and how people felt. I, uh, I, I don't. I think most of us, we go around and we don't think about it, and and we don't realize that that really is out there. Yeah. And that came that came to the top this year as well. Yeah, it yeah. sure did. And if and if we allow it, if we allow it to seep deep within our own hearts, if we apply it to ourselves, if we pray that prayer, Lord, mm-hmm. try me. We can we can profit from it, just as we've profited from the struggles of COVID and other things. Yeah. But I think that the four of us also are sitting here, not just as you were saying, but as people who are essentially unscathed mm-hmm. for the yeah. most part by COVID. And it's easy to sit here and make those statements. Mm-hmm. Right. I I think one of the other things, especially with what you just talked about with some of the racial issues, some of the political divides that we have seen, but even with COVID, is that not just to recognize that that exists and that there are people who that's a part of their everyday life. They've got to have those conversations with their kids. Policeman comes up. Here's what you do. I've never had that conversation with my son or my grandsons. Mm -hmm. But I think that once we recognize that, there is a call to us in Scripture to do something about it. Yeah. To do justice. Mm -hmm. Not just recognize the injustice, but to seek to right it. Mm. And I think as Christians, I know for me that's something that I have not very actively pursued. But I feel that that's something that we need to and that we are called to pursue. I agree. Yeah. I had one thing that came up in my mind when when we were going through all of that um, was a situation that happened when I was uh, previous to working with the Joy FM. I worked at a big box bookseller <laughs> and I uh, worked in the well, it was also uh, that we had CDs and DVDs in there. That was my department. <laughs> And early on in my training, I was told to just be present with, um, with people while they're in your department, because there's a lot of theft that goes Mm -hmm. on. And I I recall a situation where I was doing as I was trained. And this was a a lady that uh, this was a black lady that, um, was shopping in the department and, um, I had no idea that she was being offended by me being in her presence. She felt like I was following her because of the color of her skin. And it just, it hurt me to the core. But in in times when I think about the scripture, searching my heart, I, I think back on that. And I think, is there something, because I think this is the reckoning that has happened this year that we can look back on our entire foundation and wonder if we have set our life on a path to belittle people that are different than us, and um, and and that even comes in with the the political, with uh, you know oh, what, certainly. like if you're a Republican, Democrats are are awful people, vice versa for some Democrats. 
where it gets to the point where you won't even listen to somebody right if you know that they are on the other side of the aisle than you mm. even if what they have to say and you're cutting deep there now. even if yeah. what, even if what they have to say is true and that goes for both sides absolutely you d- they totally discount one another and and I, until that is rectified in some way i don't i don't know how anything gets done well, to I, be honest you know, i think that a, a, in all of the in these situations people are forget, they're they're looking at the worldly things and they're not looking at God as the center. And it, it ends up being that you're looking at your differences, but as Chris, especially as Christians and seeing this all over social media, blasting each other, what are you, what are you forgetting? That we're all Christ, followers and lovers of Jesus first. Yeah. That needs to be the focal point and not your political affiliation, not even your skin color. Mm-hmm. It's about Jesus. Yeah. And I think we've lost that perspective in this day, especially with social media. We're just seeing you just go on a rant and you believe everything you're in. <laughs> yep. You believe everything you see out there. And I'm sure over 50% of it is not true. And we're losing the fact that we are called to be following what Jesus taught us to love one another, to show mercy. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, have lost that perspective. I think the challenge comes in though, and what Rick talked about earlier mm-hmm. that we that it was eye opening for him as to what is okay to open and what's not okay to open mm-hmm. is that the people who are making those decisions make no claim to faith. Yes, yeah, and uh, and I don't know if that's Christians have given that up, have ceded that position, or if there, if there's a better way to get around it. But if if there's no claim to faith, then you don't expect them to base their decisions mm-hmm. on things like that. They base their decisions on what's best for them. Right. And we've seen a lot of divide even within the churches. Oh, certainly. Do we yeah. wear oh, masks? Yeah. Do we not wear masks? You know, do we, we open, do we open in, in, in defiance of the law or do we not? Yeah. And it, those are tough questions. I'm yeah. glad I don't have to answer. No, we don't have to answer, but we're not, I, I think a lot of us, a lot of people were not looking at Jesus first and asking God for guidance, they were just going on on their feelings and emotions, and again, not yeah. having having the faith as the as the root of their of their decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's another can of worms we opened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know. But I, I, on the other side of things, I've seen in 2020 uh, is those that have been. I don't want to say not affected by the pandemic or by all of this stuff, but those that have been able to do have stepped up and done even more. Oh, wow. And so I think, you know. Think about t-shirts for turkeys this yeah, year I'm, for a you, second. Okay, I, I don't know if we've talked about this much on the air, but there were 34% more uh, turkeys, turkeys mm-hmm, yeah. brought in during t-shirts for turkeys In a this year, year, you would have thought, would not have had as many as last right, year. Right, right, exactly. right. And and we kind of thought that too and had to order a few shirts at the <laughs> end, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, it comes back to the fact that you got to seek the truth, and the truth has always has a sense of balance to it. We, we talk about the truth of what people have been through this year, mm-hmm. and then there's the truth that this has been a year of real heroism of the people who have worked countless hours in healthcare mm-hmm. and first responders and so many other people who have worked 
so hard, so tirelessly. We had a prayer request over the weekend for a brother who is a nurse. And now he has COVID Mm. and is struggling Mm -hmm. with it, has a really bad case of it apparently. And that person has been giving of themselves all this year. And so there there are so many things to look at because where there is – there's always two sides to the coin. Mm-hmm. At least. Where, where there is corruption on one side, there is something that is heroic on the other. Mm-hmm. Where one side is decaying, the other side is growing and being brilliant and, and bright and being a light. And, uh, and I, I think that we have to keep our faith in the Lord that in the end, that is what's going to win. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to focus on that. Uh, not that we don't care about the other things, right. but we have to give as those people have sacrificed this year, as those people who gave 34%, fewer people giving 34% more turkeys this mm-hmm. year. Um, this is an opportunity. Not only have we had an all things come together to work for our profit, we have a re- when, when we have been blessed with a profit – we have a responsibility yep. to invest that profit yeah, and turn around and invest that. So there is opportunity. Every disadvantage, every challenge in life brings with it an opportunity. Are we going to make the most of the opportunity in getting along across our communities, whether we are Christian or not, whether or not we are white, black, Asian, or whatever, are we going to look for the opportunity there that the Lord is opening the door to mm-hmm. yeah. for us to be a part of the solution, to be a shining city on the hill, to be a light that is up high, that enlightens the entire room, and, and we have that opportunity. So everything, there's just so much. It's mm-hmm. so complex. It's like a complex soup on the on, on the stove yeah, you know, there's just there's just a there's a lot of things going on that are simmering in this and we have a choice a personal choice of what we're going to do with it am i going to let this make me bitter or am i going to allow this to make me sweet the most bitter moments of hurt and there's probably not a darker area of hurt than when you are hurt with yourself when you're disappointed with yourself, when you see that what you did created something Mm. that you didn't mean to create that was not good. And I have found that those broken moments before God are sweet. There is a sweetness that comes to you when you're broken. And, And as one person who is in who I worked with in Christian radio, John Hull, years oh, ago. Yeah. He and I, I was this news guy in the afternoon, and and uh, John had one of those days uh, where just nothing went right for him, and he couldn't wait to get out of there that evening. And we've all, any of us who have ever mm-hmm. been on the air have had those days where nothing went right. He couldn't wait to leave, and he left, and he said he just wanted to go home and crawl in a hole somewhere and hope nobody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next morning, someone called him and said, John, I just want you to know that yesterday, I don't think I've ever heard you as anointed Mm. as you were. Mm. And he told him why. 
And John came to me and said, I cried. When I hung up, I cried. And I said, God, break me again and again Mm. and again, because there is such a sweetness to that. And God meets us. That sweetness is his presence. And we have an opportunity to join him in his work and to take that investment that he's given, uh, he's made in us and to share that. Yeah. You know, we celebrate this time of the year, the advent of our Lord. And and we could easily say that, you know, the sun burns at ever how many thousands of degrees that it burns, and it burns violently, and it's an incredibly powerful star that we that that gives us life. And yet that's no more than a piece of lint on on a sweater. Mm-hmm. To Jesus, he created it. It's, I mean, that gives us a portal into the power of Christ. And yet, in the week of the Advent, he became flesh. He was born of a woman. He was laid in a manger. Mm -hmm. He was wrapped up in the swaddling clothes or strips of cloth that bind the baby. So he's Mm -hmm. bound he soils himself as a baby does. And yet when we think of who he is, who he was at that moment, and he was willing to do that. As C.S. Lewis said, you know, if you want to get a feel for it, you know, maybe you want to ask God to turn you into a slug tonight, you know, and then you'll get a feel for what that really was. God so loved us. Jesus so loved us that he gave us the good news that there is peace. And good news is something that has already happened. We don't have to wait on it. It's already happened. And if we come to that realization that God has given us such things, wouldn't we want to tell everyone else? Mm -hmm. Where there is pain, wouldn't we want to bring that kind of solace and healing you know, we talk about following science, but as John Lennox said, who's an Oxford scholar, what good does science do to comfort someone who's lost a loved one? Mm-hmm. What does science do to help us live at peace within our own hearts and minds? Science cannot do everything, and yet... The work of Christ in us and through us can do immeasurably beyond that, whether it's healing relationships across racial lines or, or within our own family. Um, you, you, you guys were talking about a moment ago, Benji, you and Jerry, about how we tend to look down on people or we judge people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I read recently that one question you can ask yourself if you really respect someone, you will be willing to apologize to them. Mm. Ask yourself the question, would I apologize to just anyone for what I said or did? Or is there someone that I feel like is not worthy of my apology? There are ways to discover what's in our Mm -hmm. heart and struggles every day, whether it's COVID or something else, gives us the opportunity to do that. Mm. That's good. I feel once we get to a post-pandemic era that 
I, I don't know that this is going to happen, but I kind of feel like the hope that uh, we have for that is going to be realized a good bit through the music that we hear. I know that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on this podcast, we, we, it's just us talking, but the joy FM is it's, it is more than music for sure, yeah. but it is music yeah. and we've got some great music on the joy FM. If you don't listen regularly, you should, but, um, I feel like the hearts of the church or the collective heart of the church is going to be so overjoyed that that there is something coming, and uh, I I cannot wait to hear the music that's coming, yeah. mm-hmm. um, guys. It's just you know something that that I was thinking about the other day, and um, I feel like we are going to get through this, and that we have uh, a reason to hope. I think during this time we have seen. God worked through some of these artists, come out with songs that are so appropriate for what we are going through right now and giving encouragement. I think of like Mandisa's song, You Keep Hope Alive. Yeah. Or Josh Wilson, Revolutionary, stopping, you know, finding what brings us common ground. It, it, God has been working through the songs right now to get us through this time. And as you said, once we are past that point, what God is going to do through these artists to to bring songs of, of joy that we have, we've gotten through this. Right. But until we get there, yeah. we're, we're living in the meantime right, right. right now. In the now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so as, as this releases on uh, New Year's Eve and we're heading into uh, 2021, what are your thoughts, Rick, on just the, the word hope? What, what are your thoughts on hope for the, this coming year? I think that hope, uh, along with uh, faith and love, are it's one of those things that will survive eternity into eternity. Faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Hope and faith are something that will get us to eternity. Maybe that's a more accurate way of saying it. And, and our faith is not very strong without hope. And uh, there is no joy outside of that. And I think that that hope is found in having a relationship with the Lord and the presence of the Lord in your life. The presence of the Lord, which separates us from unbelievers, the presence of the Lord when he comes into our lives. Remember that? I said it back last spring when when Moses prayed and he said, Lord, you haven't said whether or not you'll go with us. How will the rest of the world know that we are your people if your presence doesn't go with us? His presence needs to be with us in that we find the comfort and the joy and the peace that can only be found in his presence. But there's another step to it that, that I think that we need to have as a challenge in our hearts is to share hope And the only way we share hope is by helping others understand how precious the presence of God is, how wonderful Jesus is, how he he loves them with an everlasting love. I I think it's kind of like 
we have to take everything we do to show people how Christ loves them, how God loves them, and endear God to them. That is hope. What can we do? It's not just enough to shout on the on the rooftops, no. you know, the 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 fact of who God is and his law. There is good news. There is the gospel. And that gospel should should draw us to him. What can I do to bring hope to others in 2021? I really believe uh, we're getting closer and closer to eternity and the advent of, of eternity for us who have been in time. And I, um, I, I in fact, I, I remember a, uh, an old devotional that on the very first day, on, on January the 1st, the devotional read, have you thought about what could happen this year, that this could be the year? where you enter eternity with God. And and it wasn't presented like something foreboding. Right. It was like, wow, what a year mm-hmm. this could be. We need to draw people to be what we need to be, to lift up Jesus in a way that he is endearing to them, mm-hmm. that they are caused to reach out to him. And if we can do that, we can share hope. That is, I, I can tell you that it's not just enough to have hope. You got to share it. Yeah. And God help me this year to share hope, to to look on the bright side, to see what God is doing, to look at what we've learned and what we've endured this year, and how we're going to learn and endure even more next year with the same hope that we found this year. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. <laughs> and, and I don't think it's as difficult as people might think it is. What does Paul say attracts people to Jesus? It's kindness. And you're talking about attracting people to Jesus. That's the first step. Yeah. And I think that, through everything that we've talked about with the differences, the divides over everything— that is one quality that has been sorely missing in the public discourse. It's just simple kindness. But Paul says, do you not know that it's his kindness that attracts you? Mm-hmm. It's, I think sometimes we, we, we try to make it more difficult, more complicated, more mystical than it really has to be. Mm-hmm. Well, his gentleness, you know, all of the fruit of the Spirit that are listed along with kindness. Um, my, my favorite word picture of Jesus where, is where he says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he talks about my yoke is easy and mm-hmm. my burden is light. But the real kicker to the, to the passage to me is where he says, I am meek and lowly. In other words, I got down on the bottom just so I could make it easy for you. 
can you resist that? That is just irresistible, for I am meek and I am lowly. Mm. We're recording this on a day that, uh, and we have not seen it yet because it's supposed to happen, uh, but right at sunset, this, this star that's oh, yes, that's and right. Yeah, it's Jupiter and Saturn coming together, and it hasn't been this way in so many hundreds of years. And um, I I recently wrote about that on our on our yeah. moment of joy and yeah. in, in joy news, and uh, which is our newsletter. You should subscribe. Right. To. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that word. <laughs> yes, Jerry, uh, would you please subscribe? <laughs> I subscribed on four yeah. different emails. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think but, most of us on staff get it at least that right. time. <laughs> but how appropriate, though, in, in a year that mm. has been oh, just so full of uh, you know dark corners everywhere you turn um, that we see a star that reminds people of the star that guided the Magi to the sun, the Christ, the, the one that we we're expecting for years and years and years. And at the right moment, God gave him to us. I feel like in a year like this year, that it's a great reminder that Jesus is still the answer to put our hearts together. And I, I can't get over the fact that that is never going to be a non-truth <laughs> that is that is that is yeah. a forever truth and there's so much hope in that for me yeah. too a lot of good stuff i'm glad this comes out right before a day that everybody's going to have off so they can go back and re-listen to it because there's a lot yeah. there's a lot here that you'll want to go back maybe and just think of how it can maybe inspire you as we reach this brand new year. That's, that's one of the cool things about being in time. There are certain times that we get to restart, mm-hmm. you know, the beginning of a new year, the, our birthday. It's the beginning of a new year in our own personal lives. But this is a wonderful opportunity to be able to look ahead at what we can do to share that hope, that kindness, that joy that we find in Christ. And I think Rick brought mm-hmm. an awful lot of that to the front today yeah yeah well we appreciate you rick in so many ways i mean yes um this this has been a year where i have i've gotten to know you better on a personal level and uh your leadership is uh i think i can speak for the three of us here is uh has really been something that um is, is humbling to uh, mm-hmm. to work with you, I just thank the thank you. I thank the Lord for uh, for you for uh, leading us through a tough time, and uh, and we're, we've gotten through this year, and we're going to get through the rest of whatever darkness may the world may throw us. Uh, and um, thank you for for just being you, man. I don't know about you guys, but I always, I always feel better I could talk with Rick. I remember when I first came to the Joy FM back in well, a long time ago, uh, <laughs> and I was doing the morning show at that time. So I would be here at 
4.30 in the morning to get ready and things like that. And at that time, I was the program director at the Joy FM Georgia. Uh, we actually went by another name at that time. And there were days that I wouldn't get home until 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. And my wife, would, Terry, would always say, where have you been? And I'd have to tell her, I'm sorry, I made the mistake of going in to say goodbye to Rick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because... Not only does he love to talk, and I think he'll admit that too, he does, but what he has to say is always so compelling. Yes. And 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 you get so much from it. So I'm I am so happy that as we wrap up twenty twenty, we had the opportunity to share with you a little bit of what we have access to yeah. just about every day here at the Joy FM, and that is the pastor's heart. That is Rick Davison. Yeah, I mean, if I could wish a blessing on anyone, it would be to have a boss like him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's yeah. He's just a great person. And yeah, you don't want to, if you got five minutes to tell him something, hold you, it, hold yeah. it till you have an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Rick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, this, uh, this is a special episode it is. for us. Yes. Um, and we didn't reveal anything about this until this moment, but, um, this is the last episode of the Finding Joy podcast of At, new material. Yes. yes, yeah, I should say. As is, we're we're going to actually kind of be transitioning a little bit. Uh, and I, you, every episode you hear in the about the middle point of our episodes, a promo for the Jewel Show podcast, right? Which is also put out by the Joy FM Georgia. Uh, and we've been talking with Jules and her team at her podcast, and we're going to be doing something where we're we're going to put those two teams together into one brand new bigger better uh meteor more powerful right, exciting yeah. <laughs> team and we're gonna come out with a brand new podcast yeah can we call it the meaty podcast Ooh, the I me- like Ooh, I li- yeah <laughs> meat and cheese yeah. <laughs> all right done <laughs> done uh, don't look for it under <laughs> that name right exactly <laughs> but you know in the meantime we're actually going to be sharing some of our favorite interviews with you in the uh, weeks ahead as we yeah. plan out this the, the direction of this new, yes. new podcast. podcast, right? Yes. Not meat and cheese. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, starting to grow. Boys. I don't know. Yeah, so if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, and you won't miss out on any of those uh, interviews where we bring back some of our favorites. And also, we'll keep it active with the new podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. so, so no effort needed on your part whatsoever we try to make things as easy as we can for you mm-hmm. for now until the <laughs> then you want to subscribe to that one too right oh, yeah, yes. yeah, oh, yeah of course yes, <laughs> just in case just in case they get a chance to sample it right right well uh you can listen to this podcast anywhere that you get your fine podcasts and also that includes the joyfm.com under the on-air tab you'll find that there along with our other podcasts but all the places you find your podcast, Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else. And make sure you're giving us a five-star rating and review while you're there. Absolutely. And you can still follow us on all of the social media like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and all of those links you can find at our website, thejoyfm.com. And, of course, all of our episodes up until this point are still going to be there available for you if you just discovered the podcast for some reason or there were some that really were meaningful for you. Feel free to go back and listen to them again. There's some really good stuff yeah, exactly. uh, in there. We've had some very interesting, joyful, uh, and insightful people on over the course of the last a little bit more than a year, I guess, that, yeah. that mm-hmm. we've been doing yeah. that. 
If you have any comments, any suggestions, maybe you've got a better name than Meat and Cheese for the, <laughs> for the new podcast, feel free to email us, findingjoypodcast at thejoyfm.com. So we, if we have to get a new email, you know, would it be meat and cheese at the Joy FM? No. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> See, I'm telling you, it's catching on, boys. Yeah. It's catching on. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks because uh, we come out every other Thursday mm-hmm. with with a, a repackaged episode, some of the highlights of, of some of our favorite episodes from, from, from this past year. Uh, until then, I'm Jerry, along with Benji and Rob for the Finding Joy podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yay! Yay!